Hello and welcome to episode 48 of Lime Ninja Radio. I'm your host, McKay Rippey, and with me in the studio is Aurora. Hello. And today is a very special day. We're going back kind of in our archives. We're not pulling an old interview. We're doing a new one. But we're revisiting Red Shoe Day, International Red Shoe Day, which is a special day that was created by Karen Smith and Lisa Hilton to remember those who have died from Lyme disease, either because they couldn't take it anymore and committed suicide, and there are sadly too many of those cases, or the Borrelia just overcame their system. Quite a few people die from heart attacks. The Borrelia attacks their heart and eats away at their uh, pulse-making tissue there, and their hearts just cease to work. So it's really an important part of our work and a community is to remember those who have come before us and passed away without remembering them. They just go away. I heard recently once that a person has three deaths and the first is, the first is, this is a, she, Karen Smith put this in her is said this in her in her interview the first death is when you die the second is when you're interred into the ground and the third is when you are forgotten yes thank you <laughs> i heard it three days ago and i didn't remember who to attribute it to that's why aurora's here to yeah. save me from myself yeah i think that's an important thought is it's important to remember those who have gone and it's important to remember that lime does kill and the way we're going to do that is very simple, is on the 25th of this month, wear red shoes. And when people ask you, oh, why are you wearing those red shoes? It's an opportunity to have a conversation. And that's really all it is, is to have conversations with other people about those who have passed, loved ones who we remember. And there's nobody personally in my life to remember. So I'm wearing red shoes on the 25th just for everybody in the community and a way uh, to show support. So you can do it as a solidarity statement. You can do it as a personal remembrance statement, or you can do it as a protest if you want to do that. <laughs> yep. All right. And here's our interview with Karen Smith, and she's going to remind us all about Red Shoe Day. So what's been happening in your life in the past year? I lost the last four months, basically. Um, to a relapse. Couldn't work it out. I had a lot of bone pain, um, a lot of memory fog, um, insomnia, rib pain, couldn't really breathe properly. Um, couldn't walk properly again, 100 metres or so. So um, I had a ticket to go overseas, which I'd had for, you know, a couple of years. And I just ended up going. My doctor said to me, would you consider not going? And I said, no. You know, I was much worse than this when I went for treatment. And I said, if if I can't, if you can't tell me what's wrong and um, if I'm going to end up housebound, bedbound again, I'm, I'm going. Um, so I, I went over there and I had some really good health days, which made me realise that and a spiller just mould in my blood test mm. that uh, the house I moved into must have had mould for me to have such a, you know, remarkable health turnaround while I was out, once I got out of the house. So I'm a little bit peeved. That, that sounds awful. <laughs> Hasn't been a party, that's for sure. That's for sure, yeah. <laughs> Have, there's a new mold documentary out there called Moldy. Have you seen it? I haven't as yet. I've been, um, I have seen the links to it, but um, my 
comprehension of even sentences um, got a lot worse and, and reading and that got a lot worse. So, I mean, I've been, I'm, I'm moving all my stuff to go down to, to Melbourne and I'm resorting that. And I even thought today, well, I'm doing pretty well because I'm, you know, packing boxes and I'm on my feet for three or four hours a day, which is really good for me. But then I went for a drive to the shops today and as soon as I got in the car and started driving, I was like, hmm, so my neurological still not that great. Because I felt great as soon as I started driving, I, all that sensation was just too much. So it was lucky it was only five minutes to the shop, otherwise I wouldn't have wouldn't have got there. But no, I, I'm interested in mouldy, that would be good. And I think I didn't put it down to mould this, I, I have... Last year I had a relapse for a couple of months and it was mould. I have the susceptibility to mould, but um, that, I, I didn't put it down to the same because I had the extra rib pain and I had the I had a couple of extra symptoms and I just really did, I couldn't work out why the pain had come back and why my bone pain and, and why everything was coming back. I just didn't click. Which now, if if anything, if I start to relapse like that again, I'll be looking at my environment straight away. Yeah, mold is funny because it's also a great imitator, and it can be have the symptoms can be just like Lyme. It's really spooky. It's like that's, it gets in the same pathways or has some sort of same mechanisms or toxins that the the Lyme does itself, or activates something in the body. The overlap is amazing. If, if you do that on, if you do the Shoemaker VCS test, the vision contrast study, right. That test looks for biotoxins, which happen to be the mold, the mold and the and the Borrelia biotoxins. So it makes sense, like you say, the overlap because they they create the same type of toxins. Huh. Um, the overlap would be there. So it's it's just it's like wow, you know. Um, and I just wonder. I, I really do wonder how much of of because of been in North Queensland, I wonder, like the two and a half years housebound and, and unable to, to walk and talk for, you know, for so long before I went to the UK and the first time, with the couple of relapses I've had, I just, I wonder how much of how bad I was the first time was actually to do with mould as well, you know, the combination of it all. Right. So, I mean, I know I have other, you know, as well as the Lyme, I have um, CPN. Um, mycoplasma and, and the Bartonella and, you know, exposure to the numerous viruses. So so I'm a healthy little Vegemite. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that mould is just the, the, the killer. It's I, I call it my kryptonite. It's my kryptonite. Yes, it and it does act like kryptonite too. I have a patient who has mould in her house and she's lived, been living with it so long she forgets how toxic it can be to her and mm. she really hasn't done anything about it because it's just i can't get her motivated and excited about removing mold it's just uh it's just mold but she, you know she's always complaining about these wild mood swings and uh, uh really good and bad days physically with lots of pain or not pain and you know she's trying to find out some psychological reason i'm just trying to tell her it's just the mold you know, mm. You're just you're being poisoned by your own house. Give, give her my, my name if you like, and tell her my experience because you know I did. I had the bone pain come back really intense, and 
I was walking. I should have got my friend to video it because I, she, she come and visited me after I got back from overseas and um, she said, wow, you're, you know, the change in, in the last two months is remarkable. Um, she said, you're even walking normal. And I said, yeah, I said, I, I wish I had got you to take that because I, I really, I was dragging one leg behind me. I couldn't like it. And you can't even fake it to try and show someone what you used to look like, you know. Um, but um, just some of the things, because it wasn't exactly the same pattern that I'd had in my last relapse, I didn't twig to it. I just didn't twig. And I was cursing myself. I, I, I kind of start, I said to my doctor, I think I have systemic, you know, I might be developing mm-hmm. systemic candy because mm-hmm. my neuro is going so bad. Right. Um, I said, and I've never had neuro. And that worries me because, you know, as someone that's, sort of with my own treatment over the years, you know, you have to, when the doctors change and this happens and that happens, you have to have, you have to be able to know what you're doing, you know. You have to be able to, like the doctors that treat it are good, but they still don't know the differences in every single patient, you know. So it scared me that I was losing my function. So I had said to him, you know, perhaps systemic candida, this could be the issue. I think, you know, I should stop all antibiotics and, and start some antifungals, so... Right. I was kind of along the right side of the line, right, right. I was thinking along the right way. <laughs> no, and I said to my dad, who has actually got a lot of memory problems and a lot of pain problems, he's taking a lot of Panadol osteo. I said to him, Dad, my, my health improved within a couple of weeks of being overseas. Remarkably, I said, so, you know, from, from being in a lot of pain and not being able to walk and not being able to talk again. Mm-hmm. To, to having you know, I wasn't partying by any means, but I was walking around and having a look at, at old castles and buildings and this, that, and the other. And so I just said to him, you know, I think you have mold in your house. He's like, it's North Queensland. There's mold everywhere. Right. But, uh, I think you have a bad one, <laughs> you yes. know. But he's old school. He's Western medicine, old school. You know, like well, well, here I. Mm. I'm stuttering here a little bit. Have Have you tried raw garlic? Usually, when I get a cold or a virus coming along, or someone's around me that has a got cold or a virus, I will eat raw garlic cloves. But I don't. You're talking about eating it like what every day? Yeah, here's why. It's it's quite good, uh, not only bacterially but with fungi, and it needs to be raw and and chewed as opposed to a tablet is just more effective that way. The, the Allen within it combines with uh, the enzymes in, in other parts of it and becomes active, the Allison, uh, and along with the other sulfur based compounds in there, it can be quite good uh, throughout the gut. And then after the oils begin to seep into the, the bloodstream too. So it's just yeah. a thought it, and some people, well, I'm, I'm doing a little research project and putting together instructions for garlic footies. So a paste of uh, raw garlic that you mash up olive oil and then some other paste to help it stay on either Vaseline or coconut oil. And then you wrap yeah. your feet at night and it gets Please absorbed. Vaseline, please choose the coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Vaseline is just petroleum based, and it's I, just like I know. <laughs> I <Sorry>. know. <laughs> okay, I I'll take that. I'll take that under consideration. We'll do coconut oil instead. 
<laughs> it's funny but how many people have reaction to it. For me, it's just like, yeah, the, the jar that used to be on mom's shelf and would just stay there for hundreds of years. So. I used to use it all the time. I used to have petroleum jelly, like if the wind come up, you know, you'd always use, I'd use it as a lip balm. Now I have the coconut oil there as a lip balm. Um, you know, I, I guess we're exposed to things and, and different toxins wherever we go, but I, I try not to put, like I'd try, I wouldn't try your concoction with, with petroleum in it, but I would with coconut oil. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll give that a go. Very good. But, so how have you been over the last 12 months anyway? I've been quite well. We've been cranking along with Lime Ninja Radio. Uh, this this will be episode number, oh, good grief, 48 or 49. And it just keep putting it out there. And the audience keeps growing and the downloads keep growing and we keep reaching more people. And so it's a good thing. Excellent. Well, I, I've been a bit out of the loop, like, um, for the first time in what four or five years, I didn't even do anything for May, which is very surprising for me. I just googled your page. I thought you were up to forty nine, but no, you're forty seven was the last one with the marine. Okay, so this will be forty eight. We're going to rush this one out before Red Tuesday. So, um, so well, that's good that that's the, that the audience is growing. Yes, it's quite it's quite heartening. Mm. So I'm I'm learning more, and hopefully people who are listening with me are on my journey and learning more. Well, hopefully I can catch up with some of them. All right, we're going to go on to Red Shoe Day. I'm going to let you lead, and I'm going to answer with no Aussie, like, dang Americans or whatever I said last time. <laughs> you were quite adamant. You were very cute. <laughs> so remind everybody what Red Shoe's – day is Karen and why it's so important red shoe day um, is basically for a day of remembrance for those lost to Lyme and invisible illness this week Lisa and I founded this um, 2014 which was the first anniversary of theater's death um, it's in it's in her memory but um, it, it's for all those you know, that we've lost and and we don't want to make it just about loss. We also want to make it about memories, people sharing their memories, um, just so that we'll, you know, these people were on this earth. They they impacted lots of lives and the ignorance of, of denial of, of invisible or ignored illnesses, you know, is... something that, that we'll remember while we keep fighting to, to have them recognised. And so what when is it exactly? July 25th. July um, 25th, which is? Next, sorry, next Saturday. Next Saturday. So you have time to go out there and if you don't have red shoes, buy some. Yeah, if you don't have red shoes, buy some. Or like last year, we had we had a phenomenal response to the inaugural day last year. I mean, you know, as, as Lisa and I said, we can we can facilitate this day and put a, you know put the page up and 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 have people. But we were we were very um, surprised and and really encouraged by the fact that we had nearly a thousand people 
you know, attend the online event with hundreds of photos from around the world shared. We also had a lot of gatherings from different countries um, where people got together and and um, theatres, mum and brother had one at Cottesloe Beach and that was a lot of the Western Australian ones that came for that. Chrissy, her parents and her sister and that had some had a gathering and her husband you know, put her, Rick put his put a name on the shoes and and went for a game of golf and <laughs> so there was a there was a lot of you know good memories. One that I was that really caught my eye was um, Wayne Souter. He sort of really got into the spirit of of what we were saying. You know, share 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 something of your loved one with us and and he put a pair of, of the red shoes on with a photo of his wife and 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 Jeanette. And um, actually explained that she had very small feet. She hated the, the fact that she had size four feet, but you know, the <laughs> pair of it. But um, so. So you're really encouraging people to pause for a minute and remember the loved ones, their friends, yes. their family, who've. Because sometimes in this society, and especially within this illness, death is not talked about so much. Mm-hmm. Um, people are scared of death or, or, or not so much scared of death, they're scared of upsetting someone by bringing up the loved one or, that, you know, or if, if they're in that community, it's kind of if they're a carer as well, they might go, well, what if my loved one's next or if it's themselves and they're, they're not very healthy. You know, and even even healthy people, if they know someone who, you know, someone's lost their daughter, what do they say to them? You know, so so people tend not to. Um, well, what I find is people tend not to actually bring up someone that's died, and and that to the loved one, to the person that's lost someone, is kind of like saying, you know, to them because someone's awkward, it might feel like they they don't care. Or their loved ones forgotten type thing. So, you know, we're just and and that's if so we all deal with death differently. But I found a lot of people, um, Carol, for instance, with theatre, loves to share memories of theatre of what she used to do, how she used to, you know, she used to love teasing her brother Ken and and how they used to play and do different stuff. So, you know, by sharing those memories, it's helping her. And um, so that's basically what it's about, you know, where they might feel it's just a place of sharing and going, you know, we still remember that these people were were on this earth and they still, they will always make a difference. Yeah, that's beautiful. Now, for people to participate, are you going to have the online forums again? We do Google Chats or is there another way that you're going to structure it this year? The online forum, I think, is, is quite difficult this year. Um, it's quite difficult, as, as you guys found last year, rather. Sorry. Yes. Um, because I, of the time, the time differences, you know, mm-hmm. like when it, it's just really hard. Um, and you know what? It's something Lisa and I haven't discussed. I just, you know, with us both being quite under the weather, we're, you know, the earlier part of this year and Lisa's still still not doing so great at the moment. Um, so then what... How how are you structuring it then? What do you suggest people do? Okay, so the only difference being that we may not have those online 
the voice catch-ups, the Google catch-ups, because we only had a couple of them last year to sort of trial. And so we could try them and they'll be they'll be sort of on the day that happens. If, if people are there, they'll be there, but they won't be structured in. This year, what we actually have got, we've got the um, the Red Shoe Day event page like we did have last year. You remember you, you um, and Aurora put your shoes up there. Yep. There was, um, we had nearly a thousand online attendees. So Is that on Facebook? That's on Facebook. And so. what's? What's the page? What's um, the title called? It's uh, International Red Shoe Day. International. I'm looking that up right now. There we it actually, is. We actually, um, we, we changed from just red. Well, on the website, we, we had it written as International Red Shoe Day, but last year we just wrote Red Shoe Day, and some people um, went, well, McDonald's has Yeah, red there's a Ronald McDonald Red Shoe Day, yeah, and there's some other ones as well. So the title is International Red Shoe Day Remembrance Day 2015 online. That's right. And you'll also find on there. So we've got that one. That's the main. That's the main one. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, and and we'll always have that year in and year out. There will be that yearly, um, that one where people anywhere around the um, country can anywhere around the world, sorry, can, can log in and, and share their, their photos. And that'll run from, from noon on the 25th Australia time till, um, you know, 10 o'clock. Yeah, so with- put put on your red fuse, red fuse, put on your red shoes, take a selfie and post it. Change your uh, Facebook page, uh, the, the, the portrait of yourself there. Just post we've a got- picture and share it. Post it on the... Uh, the International Remembrance Day site itself. Yeah, and we've also got this year. We've got a um, we're we're starting to being our second year because last year we just had we had the the day of remembrance and the and the post your selfies, post your pictures, and, you know, share something about your loved one with us. We had some remarkable, not just Wayne's story about his wife, but we did have some remarkable stories last year. We had, for those that didn't have red shoes, we had some people paint their their feet. We had some people paint their shoes. We had people draw a piece of craft, you know, art and craft and put it up. We had a, you know, Elizabeth D'Angelo did a wonderful um, picture of of theatre that'll be for Theatre's Foundation. You know, with Pegasus is her logo, but Pegasus and red shoes. Another lady did a manga manga doll, made to, to, yeah. you know, with the, Japanese, the red shoes. Yeah, yeah. So My daughters are had, crazy about manga. Oh, yep. So we, we someone you know did that for theatre with the red, sh- you know, or for visit for the day with the red shoes and. People put it up and said, you know, remembering everyone or remembering a specific person. This year also we'll have um, – so this year what we're trying to do, instead of just that that um, put your red shoes, tell us your story, even if you don't have red shoes, uh, you know, we had candles, everything, anything, you know, um, participate. Someone painted their toenails red. This year we'll also have um, Chrissy. Which who Lisa was quite close to, Chrissy, um, who passed last year. What we're trying to do, you know, and probably we'll build this as the years go. But Chrissy's favourite charity, you know, she did, did work for for Greyhounds. Um, so we've also got a Red Shoe Day online auction for Chrissy's, you know, favourite. So we have it's a dollar bucket. Donate to the dollar bucket, and you go in, um, you get a ticket for the. For the raffle prize for the for the gift basket 
So the money raised from that will actually go to Chrissy's, you know, to a, to a greyhound charity in Chrissy's name. Um, Fabulous. So just, so just a little something to yes. remember her, her this year. And so for one day out of the year, we're changing the color from lime green to, to rose red. red. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I think that's a fabulous idea. Fabulous idea. Okay, so you're on Facebook. Do you still have the website as well? Sorry? Do you still have the website as well? We do. Actually, I have to um, just update people a little bit on that one. Last year when we did the um, interview with you, we were Worldwide Lyme Borreliosis Association. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, over the course of, of the last 12 months, well, September last year, October last year, no, that's when we were incorporated. We were incorporated September, October last year. Um, but what we decided to do after we, we'd sort of done Red Shoe Day and then after we had done the Blanket Fort and Holiday season, which is we also thought, well, Red Shoe Day is about Lyme and invisible illness, so we wanted to incorporate that into our name. So we've actually changed. We've legally had, had the name changed, so we're not worldwide anymore. We're actually Global Lyme and Invisible Illness Organisation. So, so it's org. Yes. So let me just say that slowly again. So the word Global Lyme Invisible illness.org that's the one sounds complicated but it's easy <laughs> and on facebook you'll sort of if, if you google international registry day i think they'll all pop up quite easily um so it, it was a big decision for us to sort of change it when we had so much work up on the on the website and we've still got a fair bit of work to change but we felt like it would incorporate much more of, of what we we're about and you know it's not just about the line but about supporting those with all invisible illnesses so so your main message is participate in some way some way that yeah. you're able paint a toenail red paint a fingernail red if you have red shoes put them on have a conversation with someone about someone who's passed who has had lyme disease post on Facebook about someone who's passed about Lyme disease. I think you're right that it's important that we remember those who've gone before us and keep that alive and keep their memory alive. And life is precious. And one way to celebrate that is to remember those who no longer are with us. And that's exactly, and I think like last year we had the, the quote, you may remember that quote. It's, it's a quote from David Engel, Eagleman, um, Diane Lay, one of the Aussies sort of you know, pointed that out to us at, and it very much suited Red Shoe Day. Um, there are three deaths. The first is when the body ceases to function. The second is when the body is consigned to the grave. And the third is that moment sometime in the future when your name is spoken for the last time. Hmm. So that's a little bit, you know, that we say what Red Shoe Day is about by prolonging the last and final death of, of, of them, but, you know, and always speaking their name. Yes. So, well, that's beautiful. But, so that's, yeah, that's basically and, and um, providing we, we did find that a lot of people just really quite, I think, embraced it and just, you know, it was 
it gave a chance to, to really sort of say this, you know, they're still remembered and they always will be. Tomorrow we're actually having a, um, uh, in Western Australia, they're having Chris Alice, which is a youth, which is a support group over in Western Australia, is having Christmas in July. Um, they're going to, you know, incorporate the Red Shoe Day there because, you know, the carers, some of the carers are away next weekend. So we'll have actually one event quite early. But um, that's not to say that anyone in Western Australia, I think we, we've got a couple more that may do some in Western Australia because we have lost a few from over there and we lost a, a, another guy, Bevan, this year. Um, so there's quite a few more and, and last, you know, so I think we'll have more more added to to the name. More names, sadly, to add to, to the remembrance list this year. So Yes. And... The date again is July twenty fifth. Yes. And don't get hung up on the international dateline. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. So somewhere exactly. around, well, they'll just make it. It's July twenty fifth, wherever you are. Wherever. So you International are. Red Shoe Day actually lasts probably more like forty eight hours or thirty six or whatever the math turns out to be. Yes, well, you've done, you know, Red Shoe Day with us before and the holiday seasons. Um, I think that's where we tried the Google Hangout, actually, in holiday seasons. That's right. But, I was confusing the two. Yes, me too, like the brains a little bit. So um, I think that's, that's – it was, yeah, about 48 hours. So they, they end up big, but it's 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 easier to go. Well, it's not the twenty fourth, you know. In your end, it's this, it's that. This coming Saturday, and and um, depending on where you are, Sunday. So you know, it'll it'll span, it'll finish Sunday night in Australia, but it'll you know, and start um, Friday for you guys over there, I guess. But um, celebrate it on the twenty fifth wherever you are, or celebrate you know it for the two days. Wear your shoes, upload your pictures, you know, share an experience you have with someone that's no longer here. That would be great, you know. Um, and that's about it. Sorry, I think I'm repeating myself now. That's all right. Hearing it for the <laughs> second or third time helps it get in there. Repetition <laughs> is the soul of learning. We, it's, like, yeah. we, we <laughs> like to pretend we're all geniuses and we get it the first time, but the truth is... It's usually the seventh or eighth time. <laughs> Especially when you have Lyme brain. Especially when you have Lyme brain. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right. Good night. On her Lyme Australia Recognition and Awareness website, she has a quote on her founders page that is helping to organize as well as participate in awareness and protest events, both in the international and international ar arena, will be part of my life until the needless suffering of thousands of people stops. That's pretty intense. Yeah, and I think it's really important to emphasize the needless suffering part, at least for me especially, uh, yeah. uh, is it shouldn't be this hard to get a Lyme disease diagnosis. It shouldn't be this hard to get an acknowledged that you're sick. And that's, uh, I completely understand where all of this anger that she expresses uh, in, in all of her websites and all of her storytelling i completely understand where that's all coming from because to be able to be faced with that frustration 
for years at a time. And this is, I mean, if people are going through this in, you know, East Coast United States, I can't imagine what she's going through in Australia as well. So, yeah. yeah. So it's important to transform the anger. Because anger in and of itself will eat you alive unless it moves forward into relationship and out into the world. So just to have anger, sit there and be angry and eat yourself up. And this is Chinese medicine. And one way to begin to prune the anger and to give it direction so it doesn't just churn inside us and eat ourselves alive is to remember what's important. And in Red Chu Day, it's what's important is people's lives and, and the people who suffered. And so not just to churn there in the anger, but to get in touch with how beautiful life is and how precious life is, and then to be motivated to do something, to listen to a podcast, to share a podcast, to write your own blog, to make your own podcast, to attend a rally, to write letters to the editor, just to talk to your neighbors about Lyme disease, to wear red shoes on July 25th. These simple acts begin to move us forward and out of kind of this whirlpool of anger that just feeds on itself and recreates itself and regenerates itself. And it's easy to get this cycle triggered because there's so much to be upset about, but there's hope, right? And there's a way to go forward. And to take Lyme disease from the facts and figures and argue about how many cases are diagnosed and what type of Borrelia and what type of test, that's all an intellectual exercise. Once we begin to personalize it, and, and storytellers know this. When we interviewed our, our uh, filmmaker, he was talking about this. If we can personalize things and turn these into stories, then we can start having some forward direction with this. So Red Shoe Day is a brilliant way to do this. And I encourage everybody out there to go paint your toenails red, put on red shoes if you got them, figure out something, paint your feet red, have some fun with it. There's no right way to do it. Just participate with us. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you need more Lime Ninja in your life, visit our website, limeninjaradio.com. There you can find all 47 past episodes. And I archive all those episodes so you can go back and listen to them again and again. We're still in the process of getting them tagged. That'll happen in the next couple of weeks. But the best way to learn, the ninja way to learn, really, the martial arts way to learn is repetition. And that's how you move from one belt to the other, is you keep doing the same thing over and over again until you learn it. And you'll hear something new, and you'll deepen your learning when you listen to episodes again and again. Even the same Lyme story, it may sound like, oh yeah, I've heard this before, but there's always something new in each story. I'm always fascinated to hear everybody's individual story. Mm-hmm. On the website, you can also sign up for our Ninja Insider mailing list and pick up the Lime Ninja Brain Fog Protocol as our thank you. But wait, that's not all. Lime Ninja Radio is also on iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, and Facebook. And lastly, this podcast would not be complete unless we left you with the Lime Ninja Fact of the Day. Did you know that ninjas wear red shoes on International Red Shoe Day? Lime Ninja Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. 
Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.